It's the Dillcast, episode 388. Can of worms. And this week, guys, we talked Near Automata, Hollow Knight, Wolfenstein Youngblood, Surge, and Oxygen Not Included. Stay tuned. Fucking dog farts. Stinky butt. Won't open. There it goes. (laughs) It's all bit up. Why did you wait? Because he was struggling. It's the top's bit. (laughs) It's bit up. It's defective. It got chunked. See, it's all bit up. It is. I had to press that in with my thumb. Oh, my God. That is really deformed. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's... That's the freaking hunchback of Notre Dame version of the can. It's probably there. got that, you know, like that weird can disease when uh, it like gets bent up. And now I'm gonna get like worms. <laughs> worms. 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 Can worms. worms. <laughs> it is a can of worms. Look at that. It's the tilt cast. It is. Or, or is it a cam with a cleft lip? Oh. Oh, um, I don't know. Or it's gonna um, say it's can of worms. Yeah, I like the can of worms better. Thank okay. you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it is today, August 2nd, Friday, at a time p.m. 9.31. 9.31 p.m., and we are back. I'm Nas. I'm Rusty. I'm Jason. And you're going to hear about 30 minutes of bullshit. Yeah. And you're going to hear, who knows, an hour's worth of games. Something like that. Something like that. Maybe an hour and a half. We don't know. It's a longer show than you're probably used to. Yeah. Buckle in, buckaroos. Buckle in. It is an M-rated show. We're going to say fuck, shit, damn, cunt, ass, something else. Cunt. Wow. Um, well, I, I've been watching a show that keeps saying the word cunt. Cunt? All the time. Uh, uh, I don't know. But anyways, yeah. It's not part uh, of my vernacular, so. It does, it's not really part of mine either. Like yeah. I'm not Aussie, so. <laughs> or British or something. <laughs> right. Like, British. British. Um, but yeah. British. But anyways, long story terrible. short, uh, yeah. Uh, we just, this is our our release. Uh, we all work very professional jobs. This is the time that we get to be unprofessional and mm-hmm. we have fun with it. <laughs> right. Um, if you are not new to the show, um, oh, we're yeah. going through some changes and we're maybe some weird delays as we go through these changes. Yeah. It's kind of like growing up. Um, fun times. We've got plans and those plans include uh, finally making this available again to basically all the podcast platforms. Yes, that's so, the goal. That's the goal. Um, so in the next few weeks, me and Trent are going to be working on the back end, do that magic back there, yeah. get some butt stuff going. Yeah. And uh, hopefully <laughs> hopefully we have this accessible to Apple users, because right now Apple users are having a very hard time. So, Sophie, when you yeah. finally uh, catch up to this, uh, your proposal is actually what kickstarted us back into messing with this again. Yep. Um, so I'm going to take this to the next level. So... Uh, all that shit aside, Jason, what have you been doing? Oh boy! Besides watching so, TV, uh, aside from uh, well, I mean, I uh, guess you have watched some important TV. I have watched some important TV this week. Uh, <laughs> really, not what? Not a whole whole lot else other than that. We, the fam, and I've been pretty sub, subdued last week. The fam week. is that? Is that a thing? The fam. The fam. Um. You know, because we're coming up on the last couple of weeks of school. Plus, school being out, you mean? Yeah. Okay. Um, that actually means freedom, though, right? Well, kind yeah. of. Kind Parent, of, sort of. Parents look at it as 
a uh, a bit of a freedom. They still have to Back deal to with school like, shopping's a bitch, but yeah, that's the thing I don't miss at all. And I had to but, do that for myself. Like back to school shopping was beginning of semester. I had to do that every fucking like what three or four months. Yeah, yeah. Screw that shit. Um. So we made a. Uh, uh, so we've been pretty lazy. Um. <laughs> while the while the kids have watched their TV shows or movies and whatnot, um, I've been catching up on on some stuff that I wanted to watch, but you know, the kids can't watch either. So, which means I've been watching it exclusively on my phone with my headphones plugged in. Whatever. Hey, you have to do um, what you got to do. So watched both seasons of Cobra Kai. Okay. That's the thing that kids can't watch. I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, a, I don't have kids um, and, and, and B. Uh, they're not Kai. scared of language, and I already have enough trouble with Titan and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And oh yeah, okay. <laughs> so uh, totally you know. tubular. Got it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I actually really liked it. It much like Stranger Things isn't necessarily a straight pull at any of your nostalgia. Um. It's a true, actual, like, continuation of the story from the first two Karate Kid movies. Interesting. I I haven't really gotten into that at all. So, yeah. um, basic long and short of it without spoiling too much. Uh, Johnny Lawrence, the kid who the Karate Kid kicked in the face yes. at the end of the first movie. Korean yeah. kick. Um... He uh, basically gets down on his luck, like he loses his job, yada, yada, yada. Um, the and, karate kid ruined his life. Uh, the day the day he loses his job, some little, little uh, nerd kid is getting beat up outside this convenience store by a group of fucking teenagers. You know, the same exact shit he pulled. Right. He jumps in, defend the kid, of course, defend the kid, asks him to teach him, you know, karate. So karate. He reopens. Karate. So he opens a dojo, and of course, he's got to call it Cobra Kai because, because that's where he learned, right? right? Con continuation of story. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel LaRusso is like the car king of Southern California. So he's forgotten yeah. all of his karate. No. No, he has not. No, okay. not at all. But, you know, he he's the rich bastard that everybody who picked on him was, you know. Gotcha. So it's kind of a... They flipped. It's kind of a little bit of a role reversal, yeah. Okay. So yeah. Daniel-san is a prick. <laughs> he kind of is, just for the simple fact that... Uh, He's not really a prick by nature as much as, you know, dude starts Cobra Kai back up and all he can see is this dojo that almost wrecked his life. Right. Coming back and he automatically makes assumptions about the person. Of course. Rather than actually talking to them. Uh, and, you know, bullshit ensues, but it's still... 
And of course, their kids are all involved in this like oh, circle because it can't be Karate Kid without the kid, right? <laughs> right. Um, but it it's actually it's actually a better story than the movies were. Yeah, go figure. The m- movies were trying to get people in on the whole karate part, not necessarily the story. <laughs> right. So, wax on, wax uh, off. Right. So it's actually really good, and you see, uh, you see this character who was completely hateable in the first movie become completely relatable, and uh, you actually feel for the guy a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 That happens. Uh, okay. Um, you so- said something really interesting, though, that it was going to be available for free later this year right yeah so september uh youtube basically is dropping all their premium content on youtube red except for this and like one other show okay so they're gonna make season one free for like a couple weeks in september and season two is going to be free with ads permanently and season three will be free interesting wonder why they're doing that because youtube premium has been a thing uh apparently the the shows haven't really performed well huh except for cobra kai and one other one that i don't remember the name well i i haven't really gotten into any of the uh you know the youtube premium stuff uh so i saw cobra kai pop up every so often on my you know on my youtube feed but I'm like, I really don't want but, to watch one episode because they give give you like one episode so that you can get hooked on it, and then you end up getting premium. I'm like, well, I a don't want another fucking uh, subscription. Subscription, yeah. Uh, and b there isn't anything else outside of you know some YouTubers use the premium you know the premium to kind of yeah. uh, gate their new videos. And I'm like, well, I don't have to watch their videos immediately when they put them up. Yeah, I can wait what a level week. of addiction that you have to that kind of stuff. It's, yeah, I mean, uh, honestly, most of the stuff that I watch on YouTube is you know is just YouTubers throwing out some content every so often. It's not like it's not like a uh, an episode of a uh, of a series or a show that I'm uh, I'm looking at. So yeah, seeing uh, uh, seeing <laughs> sorry. I was distracted. I'm trying to by calm the, the dog, and then the dog is just licking my foot. Uh, I'm seeing a very, very drugged dog lick a foot, and it's, it's weird. It's comical. Um, uh, yeah. So I, I don't really, you know, subscribe to anything. I haven't watched anything premium on YouTube, you know, because yeah. there's no. Draw well, to I it. had several people at work tell me, you know, if you, if you, if you liked, if you liked Stranger Things, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you that, you know, Cobra Kai is not bad if you'd like Karate Kid. So I was like, eh, okay, fine. I'll. No, for I'll for me, it. I was going, you know, going back um, and forth between, you know, between two different things that happened at about the same time period, not necessarily right, you know, right close together, but I was yeah. like, there was Karate Kid. Uh, and then there was uh, the uh, Chuck Norris movie, uh, Sidekick. Uh, I remember Sidekick. That's yeah. been a while. Oh, Sidekick was like a decade later, but okay. It, but 
to me, it was like, okay, I saw Karate like Kid, yesterday. and then I and I saw, well, I'm old. Uh, I know, considering now two-thirds <laughs> of the mean, podcast. Sidekick was done during Chuck Norris's Walker Texas Ranger days. And it shows, but... Uh, but there was something about like the the underdog, you know, learning karate yeah. for certain, you know, for a specific goal, and it was like these things are similar. They've just been clumped together in my brain. Uh, so, uh, you know, and then overall, I found Sidekick to be better than Karate Kid, even though, I mean, if I was in Daniel's position, I would have put myself 100% into what freaking I, I was being taught instead of, you know, fucking around, you know? So, I mean, I was like, if I had that, that I would, it, it would have changed my life. Sidekick is like, this kid has asthma, like deadly asthma. And, you know, and now he's learning to not only defend himself, but beat his asthma. And I'm like, okay, I can see this as an inspirational story. I'll watch this. Oh, look, Chuck Norris is in it for like two minutes. <laughs> right. But <laughs> but the entire, here's the thing about that entire movie. Like, because I remember when that movie came out, they build it as Chuck Norris trains this kid. <laughs> right, right. Right. He's, no. It's, no. It is Chuck Norris's uh, magazine image trains this kid. But, but, the, <laughs> but the thing about this movie is the throughout the entire movie, the kid plays scenes from Chuck Norris movies in his head, right, and puts himself in them, right. <laughs> like, okay, hey, like there, there's... what? What would Chuck Norris do in miss, missing in action? <laughs> I, Right? Hey. Just ask yourself, WWCD, what would Chuck do? <laughs> Roundhouse kicked the world. Uh, and then, but tell me you haven't done that. Tell me you haven't, like... When I was like, a child, yeah. Like, when you were a kid, use your imagination to put yourself, like, next to your idol. <laughs> what would John Rambo do? Right. You know, you know I, I remember actually playing Rambo as a kid. Like at oh, yeah. a Rambo tricycle, right? You know, it was like big wheel. these these things happened. My big so, wheel had machine guns on it. For when that yeah. movie came out, I was like, okay, well, I already knew that it wasn't the best movie in the world, but at least it ticked that that one box, and I'm like, yeah, I did that when I was a kid. What does it tell you something about me that depending on the situation, I asked myself, what would what would Luke Skywalker do, or what would Vader do? Uh, well, that's two different sides of the coin. If you're looking at it that way, you fucking two-faced asshole. Hey, so Jason, <laughs> um, moving along but a little bit. Moving along a little bit, I also watched The Boys. Oh, we boy. really can't talk much about that, because that's pretty yeah, damn new. That is pretty damn new, but I'm on the last episode today. He's watched, he watched an episode and a half while we were just kind of waiting on you. Oh, well, yeah. I was a little late. But I'm just saying he was watching it while doing other things. Like, he's that addicted. I got through all of it last night. Wow. Uh, me and Jesse were watching it, and I was just like, man, that was a lot dark. It was built as just a basic dark comedy. And I was like, fuck, that was like 
really intense. I will it's say occasionally more than it needs to be. This this show occasionally is so gory that even I had some trouble with it. Good. It's Good. extremely like, dark humor. Sweet. Okay. With without without spoiling anything, I will say people literally pop. You know, here's like, a here's a good synopsis of this show. Punched is punched by super strength, you're going to pop. Just think of it this way. If there were people that had absolute power like that, wouldn't a few of them be dicks? Uh, yes. So, so think the, of, like, idiocracy. So, like, the big concept yeah. behind idiocracy. And this is this gives you enough to understand. You'll understand what I'm getting at when you watch the show. But think of idiocracy meets the Marvel Universe, right? No, it's a, DC. Because it's all DC oh, yeah, analogs. I guess. But yeah, but <laughs> fair enough. But just think of it like with the kind of budget that Marvel Universe has oh, versus yeah. DC right now. Yeah. But it's superheroes meets uh Yeah, from from com- the commercial capitalism. From the from the corporation standpoint, it's totally a Marvel analog from the well, today's Marvel analog. I'm no, no, I'm even getting more at the, the commercialization of all things actual, in that show. From the actual uh uh, superhero side, it is all DC analog. Yeah, Granted, it's almost straight up was, rips people. It basically straight up rips off a lot of DC analogs. Now, the base comic that the show is based off of ripped off both of them. Well, I mean... It said, we're fucking with both of these ideas. Yeah. But the show pretty much focuses on the DC analogs, which is kind of hilarious. So imagine all your DC superheroes... All created and controlled by a mega corporation. Okay. And leave it at that, Jason. And completely franchised out, right? That That's what this show is. Okay. The main character, the main superhero of the show, and he's on all the images, right, has a blue suit covered in stars with an American flag cape. Well, I mean... Yeah. And he's, he's called Homelander. Well, I mean, yeah. Okay, so that's the Superman analog, right? It's like a darker oh, yeah. version of the Tick, honestly. Is it yeah. It's darker yeah, it, than the Tick. It really is. I mean, it has its funny moments, but at the same time... <laughs> Hug fight! <laughs> sometimes, you're, sometimes you're like, I shouldn't laugh. I'll, I'll tell you, like, uh, uh, episode two has this moment in it. That I laughed so hard, I about pissed myself. Okay, fine, I'll watch it. But you it's an Amazon thing, right? Yes, yeah, so yeah. you have Prime. Yeah, I have Prime. You have Prime, so you, yeah. I have Prime. I'm a primer. Um, but I will say that I have binged this whole thing in two days. Wow. I mean, now that you ta- told me about it. Well,. Um, Probably. realistically a day because i watched the first two episodes last night uh, now that you told me about it i'll probably have it finished by the morning the ep- most of the episodes between 45 minutes and an hour it doesn't have a hard time frame but it's in that range no amazon was pretty loose with it i mean a couple of the episodes are close to an hour and a half so yeah, yeah. and the final episode was pretty long yeah almost almost a short movie but the uh um, I mean, it, it takes everything thing. about superheroes, pushes it a little extreme, and then turns everything on, on its fucking head. 
mean, yeah. I, well, I'm just going to say, my only complaint you so far. That, you remember that scene at the end of Blade? Uh, where, which one? <laughs> where Deacon Frost gets ballooned and pops. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Remember the amount of blood? Yeah. There's at least one of those scenes in each episode. Okay. It's weird because the only complaint I have is that it's not real consistent in its violence level. There's a lot of story building, which it gets almost full-on man soap for the majority of the episodes, and then there are moments of hyper-violence. Okay. Yeah. That's that's the best way to describe it. You're not going to get it. It's, damn it. Sorry. You're not going to get a 10 or 15-minute fight scene most of the time. Yeah, so it's not like Daredevil and the Punisher where it goes hyper-realistic in that way. Oh, hell no. But anyways, um, I th- I think uh, but it, if you have not if you don't have a weak stomach, I think it's pretty worth it. It's it, it's, it's highly a, entertaining. A really hard R. It's a really hard R. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, now they don't let the uh, uh, don't let the warnings at the front of each episode worry you too much. It does mention rape, but you don't actually see rape. That's a good I. I'm glad you mentioned that. So I don't want to go into the specifics of it. Yeah. But it said that on the first episode, and I looked at Jess, and I was like, do we really want to see this? And we, at the end of the first episode, I was like, look, we'll give it one more shot and see what we think. And after the second episode, we were both hooked. Yeah. The first episode is pretty, pretty fucking dark. Um, Yeah. There's, there's some parts that like even kind of disturbed me. I was like, man, fuck, I did not expect that. So, um, yeah, not for the faint of heart, um, intentionally a little more edgy than it needs to be, but overall I was pretty hooked. Yeah. But uh, realistically it's taking a very, fairly gory graphic edgy comic and turning it into a TV show. I will say Carl Urban is a certified badass in here, but he's also a grade A asshole. Yeah, Carl Urban does an excellent job on the show. Um, it it's worth a watch. It's worth a watch. Did you do anything else, Jason? Um, played a little bit of game. We'll get into that later, but not really. No. Well, I want to pull the C and say and look at Rusty. Oh boy, speak. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> I mean, you had one major change in your life. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, oh, since last week, man, I, I've had some, I've had some pretty major changes, actually. Um, I, uh, I decided, man, I was going home and, uh, I had a realization. I went home, pulled up Twitch, started watching, you know, watching a Twitch streamer. I'm trying to, you know, get myself back in the know for Warframe. So I was watching a Warframe streamer and I'm trying to read the chat and watch the stuff and I'm looking and I'm squinting my eyes and I'm like, man, I can't really, I can't really make that out. That maybe it's just going too fast. So I I decide that I'm going to increase the font size of the chat so that it's easier to see. And as soon as I did that, I sat back in my chair and I said, ah, shit, there it is. There's the sign. Oh my God, I'm getting old. I couldn't read 
the chat because the chat was too small and it was blurry. And I knew that my eyes were changing. You know, uh, over the past few months, it's been getting a little worse and just getting, you know, you know, not, it wasn't as clear as it was. Things were getting a little more blurry, but I realized exactly then that I, you know, when I looked at the chat and I closed my, you know, my right eye, I could see it and it was fine. I closed my left eye and I couldn't see it at all. It was so blurry. I was like, oh shit, here we go. So the following Monday morning at eight o'clock, I call up an optometrist and they're like, yeah, you need to come see us like tomorrow morning. <laughs> and uh, I go in and get my eyes checked. And uh, yeah, I, uh, I need glasses. I need glasses bad. <laughs> my right eye was, oh, well, I couldn't read the top line of, uh, of the eye chart. You're basically completely farsighted in your right eye. I was, I, well, it was at all focal points. That's the thing. Uh. My, my right eye uh, cannot see fine detail. Uh, at any focal length, uh, I have uh, worse than thirty twenty vision in my right eye. I have twenty twenty in my left, and that's why I've been able to function properly because my left eye has been taking over as my dominant eye uh, for at least a few months. Uh, but it's just gotten to a point where it it can't make it, up for it. It, it anymore. can't make up for it anymore. It's focusing. It's trying to focus so hard that it's uh, it's not able to keep up. And I was noticing eye strain in my right eye, uh, and it was just, it was just, it was just a bag of shit. It was really a flaming bag of shit. Um, so yeah, he they they said yeah yeah you're gonna need uh, either contacts, and he's like we can. Just put a contact in your right eye because your left eye is fine. But you'll need either contacts or you'll need to wear glasses. And I said, uh, well, damn. <laughs> I had, uh, uh, I had been, uh, looking over the, uh, the options of maybe wearing glasses uh, kind of had it in the back of my head that I was going to have to wear them. Uh, but I told myself, not doing contacts. There is no fucking way you're going your to, eyes. to put a fucking lens in my eye and then have to pick that fucking lens out of my eye at the end of the day. I have problems putting eye drops in. And you're never going to get me into fucking contacts. There's just no way. So your vision's pretty good right now, right? Uh, yes. Can you see this? Uh, stop moving it. Yeah. Uh. Oh. Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> so. So yeah. Uh, now I'm wearing glasses at the moment. And he's holding a phone out with a with a a joke meme. Uh. That's, it's pretty crazy. Um, it's nearly well, but I but I can uh, I can read it now. Uh, thing is, is uh, he, he, the doctor's like you really should be wearing bifocals. I said, oh hell no, 
oh, hell no, you're not putting me in bifocals with the fucking line and I have to have two separate sets of vision and have to look down my nose to read shit. No, I am a gamer. I am an IT professional. I do everything within five feet of my face. I don't want to have to be looking down the fucking length of my nose to be able to game. Fuck that shit. Oh, hell no. Not only that, the line would fuck with me because, I mean, you have a line in your vision at that point. Yeah. So, uh, so I said, no, no, that's not happening. Well, all right. Well, I need to check your, uh, you know, check the health of your eye. And to be able to do that, we need to put these eye drops in. And these eye drops are going to dilate your eyes. It's going to be about, it's going to be dilated for the next four hours. And uh, it's going to take about 15 minutes to work. So lean back in the chair, hold your eyes open, and drops go in. God, these fucking sting. They suck. He's like, yep. I'm going to be back in about 15 minutes or so. In the meantime, why don't you go out to the uh, the glasses shop that we have here, you know, uh, in the office and pick out your frames? I don't know if you've ever had your eyes dilated before, but once the dil- dilation drops work, you your eyes turn into like the sad cat eyes or they're super fucking big. Uh, and... Uh, y- yeah, you, you could, look like a weird anime you, character. You could you could stare into my fucking soul because my pupils were so large, uh, and they're like, go out and take a look at the frames. Well, if you super dilated, all detail is gone. It is like you're blind. You can only see bare colors and shapes, and not necessarily anything else. No fine detail whatsoever. You cannot focus. It's impossible. So they're having me pick out my frames while I cannot see any color and I can't see detail. I could see that these frames were dark. I thought that these were black. Did you not? Did you drive home like that? Yeah. Yes. I drove home like that. Why didn't you call somebody? Um, well, the optometrist is only about a mile away from how, uh, home. They gave you, you know, they give you these dilations, throwaway sunglasses, and then I brought my polarized sunglasses in. So I was wearing the dilation throwaways, and then my sunglasses, and it was, of course, mid fucking day at that point. So and it was no clouds in the sky. It was really super bright, and even with two sets of shades on, I was squinting getting home. But I made it home because. I could still make out that there's a car in front of me and that they're hitting the brakes and all had to drive a mile. So it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. Um, but, uh, the, the, the thing is, is I ended up having, uh, I, I ended up picking up some frames that I thought were black, but I find out they're, you know, like a dark Brown, you know, and, uh, these are the super flexible frames. Like they're, they, these are titanium, you know, yeah. t- titanium, you know, flexible memory metal, whatever, whatever. Uh, they're super fucking expensive, but I couldn't, re- I couldn't read the price tag. <laughs> I couldn't read the fucking price tag. Cause they had the price written on the, like the, the, uh, the, the fake glass of the, uh, uh, of the glasses. And I couldn't read them. Uh, I could, I, 
I took pictures of my side, took selfies because I can still Android while blind, apparently. Uh, and uh, and I uh, took some pictures of him because I wanted to see the detail when I got my eyes back uh, or at least my eye back, whatever. Right. But uh, and I took the pictures. I also took a picture of my face super duper dilated. Uh, and then um, I, I realized how much these fucking frames cost. They're like $370 frames. Uh, uh, wow. Wow. <laughs> They're fucking that's a lot of fucking money. I think that's what I spent on both pairs. It's Yeah. That's just the frames, not in, not counting the fucking lenses. Uh, so uh, they called me uh, it Thursday uh, Thursday morning. I picked them up, uh, and here I am wearing fucking glasses, like a you know, like um, like a nerd. Nerd. I no, I'm nah. I, I know plenty of people who have to wear glasses, and I uh, yeah. Uh, Right here. Uh, and I, I know that it's not, like, the sign of a nerd unless you end up with librarian frames. These That motherfucker, he's like, these frames are covered by your insurance. They will be free if you take them. And I, I think he got them off of a fucking dusty shelf off in the back fucking corner because they look like fucking black librarian frames. Like, they were black frames, but they were fucking huge. And... Uh, they were, they were like, I was blind and I said, oh, hell no. <laughs> I said a lot of, oh, hell no at the fucking, at the optometrist. <laughs> I was like, oh, hell no, that's not happening. <laughs> uh, so the, uh, the, the frames that I've got right now are, I don't know what kind of style would you call this? The no fucking bar at the bottom, you know, uh, I can't look at Justin because Justin is, Got bars at the bottom. I don't know how you deal with that. How do you deal with that? It disappears after a while. Really? Yeah. It's like not looking, not being able to see your nose, even exactly though it's in your like that. Uh, even like though I, it's in now, your now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, I'm noticing it, but I don't. <laughs> I don't think about it. Okay. Well, um, I, I'm still getting used to these damn things. So they're readers. Uh, so that means that I really shouldn't be driving with them on uh, because they're magnified. Uh, everybody right. looks bigger, especially <laughs> in the, especially in the right eye. Uh, well, yeah, my right eye is far gone. I guess he said it was like five steps off. Uh, and I tested this while I was waiting for the glasses. I have, a uh, I have a magnifying glass at work that I've been using because that's another sign I was getting old. <laughs> uh, but I have a magnifying glass and I close, you know, using my left eye. You know, it's, you know, at one distance and using my right eye, it's at a significant different distance to be able to come, uh, come through clear. And I said, oh, well, there's a, there, there, there it is. Physical, like, confirmation. I need glasses. So. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I ended up uh, picking those up and now I look studious. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Is the, that uh, has that been the uh, challenge for the week for you? That's uh, it's it's uh, yeah, it really has been. This is the biggest. This is the biggest change that I'm going to have to get you know get used to for uh, life, unless I end up like getting a cyborg guy. Um, but yeah, th- this is this is new and different and causes all kinds of fucking headaches. <coughs> uh, but 
by the time I lose my perfect fucking eyesight. Yeah, go fuck yourself. I mean, um, <laughs> it's, now I understand well, the hate that people, you know, that have glasses. We'll have, uh, yeah, I we'll can have like that. the Jordy the Forge visor. Oh, boy. Give him. Give him. I want the Jordy eyes that are like just the fucking like no visor, but the fucking cyborg eyes I can see in the infrared. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they're trying to get cool. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Sir, it, it, it's not about cool. It, it was it, in the show. He's like, I'm fucking sick of wearing this air filter on my eyes. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, yeah. Let, that let, was really more. That was really more about do one special effects technology. Two, do we really want to spend the money on this? Because you think about the robotized the yeah, but they actually animated them in first contact, and that's the first well that's because when they showed up in until that movie he wore the visor and he hated the visor like the the actor behind that oh yeah he hated the visor because he said with a passion he you know they caused so much temple stress uh and because of the way that they were constructed he had to look straight on to things because he had zero peripheral vision uh while while wearing them so uh, yeah, LeVar Burton basically yeah. said, I'm tired of turning my shoulders. Yeah. I, I'm i finding that I have to do that with glasses. I I am slowly turning into Jordy. Uh, yeah, the focal points are, um, are, are different with glasses than without. So, but yeah, that was, that was, that was a change they made in one of the later movies. I mean, even the first next generation movie, he still had the fucking visor. Yeah, yeah. Well, he hated it, uh, and uh, honestly, he actually did say at a Comic Con one year that uh, it was one of his requirements for signing on to that movie. Yeah, no visor, no visor. Yeah, you're you're gonna have to CGI my eyes if you want that. Yeah. Like, you can't tell me that. They can fucking use an aerospray something to fucking close wounds, but they can't fucking like fix blindness without, you know, without having to wear a goddamn facial feature. Right. You know, uh, well, so- you think back to the next generation series. <laughs> well, yeah, they didn't have the fucking money for it, probably. Right. You know, they still had color contacts that could have made something. But well, yeah, but the visor was you know was iconic for the character. That was yeah. that was the thing. Like, uh, you know, Data had you know his white skin that Brent did not like and, at all, and yellow uh, contacts, and yellow contacts that he didn't like at all. Um, it was just you know, Jordy is the visor. You know, well, and that was also part of the not giving uh lavar burton contacts for the forge mm-hmm. was they were like where are... we already have one with contacts basically yeah you know yeah. we need to we need to have some kind of uh defining thing for your something character. that sticks this character out right and that the 
The visor did it. I I I argue that you know that Jordy still was just as good of a character with the fucking CGI eyes. Yeah, you know honestly, and kind of giving it kind of tripped you out when first contact released because all of a sudden you see Jordy staring across a table with blight bright blue fucking eyeballs right (laughs) and it was like oh shit (laughs) well yeah and i think it also helped that they kind of showed his you know his version of the vision you know with his uh with his new eyes um to kind of you know be able to tell that he was still seeing differently but he's able to see you know, in different, you know, different wavelengths and be able to yeah, do different, all his... different vision spectrums. Right. So he's able to yeah. see the micro fractures that he used to with his, you know, with his visor, you know, with these new eyeballs. And that was one thing that they never really did in the show is just kind of see, you know, show him how he sees outside yeah. of the, uh, uh, there was one episode, I forget which one where he was. lost his visor. Yeah. And they just put a big blur, uh, they put a big blur lens in front of the fucking camera and swung it around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that, now, now I'm, uh, I'm a little closer to Jordy. There we go. Um, but yeah, now I've got the, uh, I, I've got my, my version of a visor going. Um, it's, it's not that bad. You get used to it. It's, it's really not. It's just the part of, you have to wear them to get used to them, and I'm yeah. I've been rebelling against them, and you know I've only had them for a few days, so yeah, they're still gonna give me a headache, but eh, I'll get used to it. Um, so, I had a pretty fucking eventful week. Yeah, I had so the Lola pup over there has been spayed. Oh yeah, and uh, I was definitely asleep unnecessarily worried about the whole procedure because you know puppy's going under the knife uh, but all that being said i was it's a routine fucking procedure it's a routine procedure it's no different than that colonoscopy you're going to have to have in a couple of years oh my God pooper is fine it. my Stop pooper is bitch. super all right it'll be all right ah, you guys are a whole lot closer to it than i am oh fuck off you fucking like you're better you're, put me under i don't want <laughs> put me under you're gonna you're gonna stick a scope they, up my butt you're gonna put me out they actually do they put you in a uh they don't put you completely under. Yeah, put they you put into you, twilight they put you into twilight oh boy so they, you're gonna get raped it's basically just more like deep sleep this is this is where the anal probe thing comes from <sighs> yeah <laughs> there you know people who's like that's one I, thing i can't say fuck that to uh well, anal I'm going to get fucked. You, you're going to get probed. So, and um, you're going to have to pay for it. Mm, fuck. Mm. It, it, it's an ass raping you pay for. Mm, isn't that So great? all that aside, um, <laughs> I was really scared about the dog for no reason. And Fucker. she got home and she was super dopey because she was still recovering from anesthesia. And she was super cold. She still had IV fluid in her, you know. And, mm-hmm. Didn't feel right, and so I was unnecessarily worried, and she kept breathing, like, really heavy and starts, and so I was worried there were complications. I got no sleep Monday night. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Because I was just worried the whole time. I kept waking up every time she'd breathe heavy, and it's like, is the dog breathing? The dog breathing? She's, <laughs> she's one of my kids. Um, So that happened. 
Um, but during that time, I've had like a massive cheat week because I got older this week. And yeah, so we're all getting older. I uh, went and got like Mongolian uh, barbecue, basically. Mongolian barbecue. Which is really so just. Good. It's so good. It is. I cheated like crazy. It's delicious. Um, I tried to do lowish carb and then sort of cheated that day. And then just, the just, following day, she's like, hey, let's go to Tokyo Garden for your birthday. It's like, fuck yes. I'm not low carb in that. Fried rice all the way. Um, so we went there. Good and, fried rice. Yeah, great fried rice. That place is awesome. Um, so I had a real nice birthday. And that's actually with the night before we'd started. Um, almost called it American Gods. That's the other thing we're going to be watching. But that's a good we're series. We're going to go to season two here soon. That's a good series. We'll probably start that this weekend. But we, uh, you know, we watched uh, freaking The Boys, which didn't really make sense until about halfway through the season as to why yeah. they called it The Boys. But anyways, um, we watched the rest of that um, last night, uh, but it finished a big chunk of it on my birthday. Um, and then everything in between, I mean, it was just at a... I went to my parents' house, and my it was my grandfather's birthday, like three days before mine. Mm-hmm. And so um, I ended up, I don't usually get a lot for my birthday, and I'm okay with that. Um, but my dad gave me a very special gift. Um, it's the guitar he learned on, Ooh. and the guitar I learned on, the first electric guitar I ever played. Um, he has a better, like, RG450, uh, is it an RG, it might be an RG750, I don't know. Anyways, it's a, he's got a Ibanez electric guitar with a floating bridge that I love, but I like this. There is a company called Ames that came out a million years ago. It's an offshoot of Gibson in the 70s, and it is mm-hmm. no longer a company. Yeah. So anyways, I have a American-made, essentially an SG from, like, 1970. Nice. Uh, which is what I was showing you guys. It's got a couple of nicks. Um, it is... It's got character. It's got a hell of a lot of character and a hell of a lot of memories, and it's like a deep, crimson, smoky red. It, it's pretty. It's really pretty, and it's not even polished, and I just need to tune it and add some strings. Now i got to get me an amp Yeah. Um, so I can goof off with it and learn guitar again. So all I've been doing all week is listening to stuff that's way beyond my skill level, <laughs> wishing I could play that, um, and then... I'll probably start off playing Nirvana and then move on to Alice in Chains and then move on to Megadeth like I did last time. So, um, <laughs> he's already got the path out. Uh, well, that's how it is. That's how it is. It's like I got to build my confidence with some Nirvana and then I'll move on to something a little bit harder and then I'll move on to something a little bit. Well, Megadeth, there are plenty of Megadeth songs that I will right. probably never be able to play. But, right. Um, well, I mean, it, Nirvana is always a good place to start because their chord pro- progressions for the most part are fairly simple four chords four chords i yeah. mean if i want to go easier i'll go bush um, <laughs> <laughs> we go 90s right but um yeah i've got to build my confidence back and if up you and need that interme- intermediary between nirvana and alice in chains and are okay with feeling like a douchebag for a minute you could go creed in between don't speak that name in this house. <laughs> this guy. He goes, goes nickel, on the scale of awfulness, he goes Nickelback, Kid Rock, and then Creed for me. Wow. Kid Rock is I, really that high? I hate Kid Rock. Okay. All right. 
I really hey, hate Kid Rock. Hey, uh, yeah. I've never actually paid for anything Kid Rock. Yeah. I have been to a concert, but only because I won. Uh, and I'm... and I was there for... Th- <laughs> I was there not for Kid Rock. <laughs> I had won a, a contest for it. Creed ripped off Eddie Vedder. That's right. the problem I, I have with Creed. They uh, they, they're a shitty version of Pearl Jam. Okay. No. no. I, I wouldn't completely say that, because they had a couple decent songs. They're, Bless me. They're... They are a crappy drop D version of Eddie Vedder, though. Uh, you copy Eddie Vedder's voice, and then he can't play guitar. So there's that. <laughs> I mean, it can. It's serviceable, but it has no soul. <laughs> I have. I'd rather go hungry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, blown away! Can't do it. Uh, yeah. No. I, I have I have nothing in this race. You guys can put it out. I had a I had a girlfriend in high school that that's all she listened to. What Creed? Yeah. Wow, that's not the girlfriend. Glad you didn't marry her. I mean, that, I mean, that's literally all she listens. That's to. like that's like getting a, a girlfriend now that only listens to Nickelback. And that's even beyond most <laughs> of the generation that listens to this show. It'd be like I, to I me, say, it'd be like. Um, you you who's know that, who shows up at Nickelback concert? Who's that kid with the fucking fruity pebble teeth? The mumble rapper? I can't remember, but he's but he I, looked he looked like he got shit out of a unicorn. I can't remember. <laughs> he's got a shitload of face tattoos that look like they're drawn by five year olds and like fruity pebble teeth. I have I can't no remember, idea. You've said rapper. I don't follow. I don't any follow of rap, them. but I, I knew for a while there he's really popular. There's a bunch of mumble rappers that look like they came. Straight out of a meth house. It's like if you gave meth heads money and what would they do? Like, give themselves, like, fucking rainbow teeth and draw a cursive all over their face. Lil Wayne, maybe? No, what? no, no. This is way newer than that. Oh. I don't. I have, I no have idea. I haven't the foggiest I idea. Of, when I'm not talking, I will find a picture of this <laughs> son of a bitch and show you a picture. Yeah. But, yeah, no. All, all this girl listened to was fucking Creed. That's terrible. Um, But, I mean... I can't say much more than that. I mean, during that time period, I was basically listening to nothing but All-American Rejects and yeah. shit in that vein. Well, I mean, I mean, I, I just... And really, that was just because it was different than the 70s rock my dad listened to all the time, you know. You know it went se- uh, 70s rock and then, you know... Uh, I was growing up, you know, in the eighties, my, my dad listened to a lot of like ACDC and Metallica and, you know, and, and he, he dabbled in some hair bands, which I wasn't big into. Uh, and then, uh, when I started listening to I my Googled own music, fruity pebbles rapper, that's the picture. <laughs> that's the son of a bitch. I don't, I haven't, I don't know. I don't even know. Um, and then. As as I started listening to my own music, I, I kind of fell into uh, you know in, into grunge. Uh, so I listened uh, listened to a lot of that, uh, and then, you know because I was avoiding everything that was '90s. Because if you listen to the radio in the '90s, you basically got a headache. Uh, so <laughs> or or you were stuck listening to NSYNC or the Backstreet Boys. That's kind of 90s. the whole point of you know yeah. avoiding all of that. So I stayed. Early '90s was all boys to men and right. So 
new kids and so shit. stayed grunge because no uh and uh and then after that it was um uh, i i changed from that to what is considered yeah. the modern rock uh which was everything that wasn't fucking nickelback Oh my God! Really? Oh Jesus! So um, six nine is who back, I'm thinking of. Back then, while you were listening to grunge, um, my rebellion was uh, uh, was listening to the to the rock bands on on uh, Christian labels like DC Talk and I couldn't Audio Adrenaline, I couldn't Switchfoot. Nope. And, yeah, couldn't do it. That's where I was. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I I. You know, I, I listened to, you know, uh, a lot of Nirvana. I listened to a lot of, you know, other fucking, you know, grunge that just, you know, it just basically was. I mean, was, what grunge I listened to back then was on the radio, whatever played on the radio. Right. Yeah. Because, you, you know, that's wasn't kind of that wasn't their their goal, though. That was the thing. Right. Um, You know, so I listened to whatever I could. Uh, and then. Uh, and then right around, you know, right around 2000 is when I, you know, started picking up some, a little bit of electronic music and then, uh, and then listening to the modern rock. Um, and then this is going to sound horrible, but you know, it was 2001 before I even picked up the chili peppers. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I was listening to Chili Peppers, you know. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Yeah. But yeah. Chili Peppers, they've been around forever. Right. I mean, they were even, most people, a lot of people don't realize it, but they were even touring in the late late 80s. Yeah, uh, they've been around um, for like 30 years. Yeah, yeah. it's been around, it's been a, been a minute. Uh, uh, almost 40 years probably at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now these days I'm more electronic than anything I, I listen to a lot of edm which a lot of people don't like but uh yeah. whatever and i listen to everything metal and hard rock edm what it, electronic dance music no i know what i've heard ebm i haven't actually heard it called edm yeah yeah it's you know so i, I think ED, edm and immediately i went to like vnb nation and that's what i was thinking it was. <laughs> <laughs> so so you know the um, I, I listen to you know basically anything that you can you know that you can play on uh like you know Beat Saber really you know the you know the songs that play well right. on Beat Saber are electronic music uh so I listen to a lot of Monster Cat now you know because that particular group you know that label gets a lot of you know really high quality you know uh, people you know, producing songs for him. So, uh, I, I listen to, you know, all of that though. I've gotten a little pissed off at monster cat because they've been doing remixes of everything. So there hasn't been any, you know, hasn't oh, been so new they, shit. They fell into the, um, the remix hole. Yeah. Where they fucking do uh VIP tracks and fucking, uh, you know, and, you know, other, you know, like other people doing this, you know, the song from another person, you know, just like remixing a, another song played a different fucking way. And I'm like, ah, yeah, all I've been listening to lately has been trying to figure out if there's new Allison Chains that I actually like. Yeah. Um, Utoid Man, a band 
an old band called Opeth that I love a lot, and then a band called Isan that I really seem to like a lot. But now I have I I, I heard on on the interwebs that Tool has another fucking uh you they know do. album out, and it's like the first Tool album In since like eleven like years, fucking ever. Granted, it's with a whole new front man because. Well, Wait, how is Maynard done in there? Uh, um, I think he left. Oh wait, no, no, he is the new front man. Never mind. So Maynard's like been with several groups though over the last decade. I don't know. I listened to Tool for the baseline, so right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I might give it a shot. <laughs> realistically, though, for me. Tool really only had like one really good album, but Enema. Um, yeah, I I listened to uh oh Lateralis is really good. I liked it. Yeah, Enema and Lateral. Well, yeah, I guess that is two separate albums. Yeah, Lateralis. I I, I that was one of the only Tool albums that I actually owned, and I played I the just, fuck out of it. I had the. I had the one that was the the combo, so I forget that they were actually two separate albums. Yeah. Um, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, that that's the only time they it's actually the, sounded good. I won't go on this tangent very long. It's the only one that <laughs> it's one of the only bands that I can't stream on Amazon Unlimited. You have to buy the album to get the new album. That's why I haven't gotten it yet. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, and I'm not a big enough Tool fan to buy the album, so yeah, I literally just you said that, and it's like, oh, I haven't listened to Undertow in a while. Okay, I'm gonna go ahead and download that. <laughs> right now, I I've been kind of playing with the it. idea of actually picking, uh, you know, picking it up, but I I want to hear something from it first before yeah. I pick it up. You know, it's I'm not gonna go pick it up just because it's a Tool album. You know, I I want to make sure that it's. You know, it's actually worth actually buying. I got plenty of stuff to listen to right now that I'm really involved with and really like. So, kind of like, meh, we'll see. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, I want to move on from the personal shit and talk about some video games. Video games. Jason, you you playing some Division still? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, only, only a couple of nights this week. Just trying to explore the new content. Um, and... It's actually really good. Um, the new map area isn't like a full area you can walk into. So basically you just port to the mission areas. Um, so you don't get to um, explore around those. Right. So they're just kind um, of, you know, their own little level. Yeah, okay. basically. Um, but they're a lot longer. Um they are definitely harder without being overly punishing. Um, like I said last week, I died quite a bit. Yeah. Um, uh, but the invasion rotation is definite, definitely nice. Um, dropping newer, better gear faster. Okay. They... <laughs> so okay. reducing the grind a little bit. The only way that they could do that is if they actually um, the the problem with the Division Two's loot is that there's so many different fucking combinations that uh, that getting what you want 
spend you spend so much fucking time trying to grind say one brand of a fucking backpack with you know with this stat roll so getting backpacks is fine but you've got seven different kinds of backpacks a better version of that stat roll right with the same talent or uh with the same mod slot right yeah you're you're looking you know you're you're looking for you know, nine out of ten things to be right so that you can recalibrate the one thing that's not. Yeah. And even even with the recalibration, you're really, you know, you've only got like a 0.02% chance of actually getting the piece that you want. So I I call just a tiny bit of bullshit when you, when you say that that's dropping better loot because in my mind, if they dropped loot, it would be let me pick, you know, <laughs> let me pick the stat roll for it. You know, that way I can actually, you know, do what I want to do with it. And, yeah. uh, you know, well, I, I think that the, the that division, you know, the division is just not going to get there until they, you know, actually make crafting worthwhile so that you can pick what you need. And not be... The thing is, the crafting's way too limited. Right. Well, say they change, you know, and I'm I'm just spitballing this out, out there, but the Division 2 could make it so that you grind a fuckload, right? You go out and you have to have all of these different resources or maybe even just like rare drop components that that you can go pick up and then go back to the crafting station and then say, I want this backpack with this yeah. label with these stats and be able to build exactly what you want. You know, that way you can customize the way that you want instead of yeah. having to go out and hope that or, something randomly drops. Or even bring back the fact that you could re-roll a talent separately from the... From the, you know, from the stat. From the stat. Re-roll the stat separately and then re-roll the gear score separately. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, um, the gear score really doesn't matter, I don't think. It's just the it's just the 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 addition of all of the things there. And, yeah. and honestly, just being able to build what you you know what you need, you know, and so customize it. So I can say it. that at in game yeah, the the customization and recalibration of the first game actually worked better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they nerfed it. Of course. In this one. Because they at really Endgame, did. you know, a year or two after the, you know, its initial release, they were losing players by the fucking droves and they needed to keep the people who were playing happy. Yeah. You know, and honestly, everything that wasn't PvP was already played through and done so they were only keeping the pvpers you know in the game yeah you know and they tuned heavily for the dark zone the um the division two hasn't really gotten the pvp right so they have to tune for the pvp uh, pve and they haven't they still haven't completely done that right uh i've fallen off of the game pretty hard uh and most of the other people that you know that i saw play it on pc have also you know fallen off of it pretty hard 
because they haven't made you know significant amount of changes you know significant enough amount of changes uh to how things drop uh you know in that game so that you can you know reasonably play the game say you know 10 or 12 you know 10 to 20 hours a week and still be able to keep up with progression or have multiple builds you know right now i would i i spent I don't know, fucking 50, 60 hours in the game when it first released and I had one build and that was what I used for everything. Yeah. Right now I have two builds completely done. Of course, I have my primary build that focuses on the sharpshooter. Right. Um, But I went ahead and uh, grinded for him, finished a build for Gunner uh, for when I get that done. So, I mean, it's, it is still a, a bit grindy, but I still enjoyed it. I enjoy it every time well, I load it it's up. Not that I, it's not that I don't enjoy the grind. I think I just, you know, there's different ways to do the grind to be able to make it fun, yeah. you know, and, you know, and ultimately rewarding afterwards. You know, I could play the entirety of a week and still not get any gear that's useful, you know. And when I stopped playing, I just, you know, I would empty my inventory, play f- until my inventory was full, and then go and, you know, deconstruct or sell everything that I had because nothing was actually good, you yeah. know. You know, and, and that's not the gameplay loop that I like. That's not the gameplay loop that I think is, you know, most efficient. Um, and I really wasn't having all that much fun running the, you know, the missions over and over and over again, trying to get, you know, decent gear, you know, you know, but I, I've played other grindy games that, you know, you don't get anything up front. That's great, but over time is better. Yeah. And that's, and I think that the overtime being better you know, is going to be the way that they should go long haul. If they're wanting to keep this game alive, they should be giving people more long-term goals instead of short-term. Yeah, I agree. I was going to say, I played a little bit of something a little bit different than that. Um, I've, over the weekend, I was playing The Surge um, in anticipation of Surge 2, and I think that game is a lot better than I gave it credit for. Um, you were coming. You you were coming hard off of Dark Souls though when you went, went to Surge, right? Yeah, I was coming off Dark, Dark Souls three, Dark and that Souls. was a bad place to be. Dark Souls because it is a superior game to the Surge, of course. Um, but that being said, it is still a good game. It is not a masterpiece game, but it plays extremely well. Um, story's kind of crap, but eh. like overall, like it just the mechanics work very well it's very fair it's very easy to figure out what you want the thing about dark souls is you kill enemies and hope for a drop whereas surge just to kind of reiterate this and i won't spend too much time on it right but you see that weapon that guy's using well that's the arm i'm going to cut off to get that weapon right? right if i cut off the arm with the weapon then i get that item right and then to build the armor pieces i just continue to um I just continue to whack at those types of armor pieces until I get enough parts to make that armor piece. So you just, you're always progressing. 
Right. Well, and, so, and that works really well. And the, all the areas are – so I'm in the second area, right? Or got to the third area, went back to the second area. And it makes sense what I'm doing, right? There's a lot of voice dialogue. Your main character has a voice. There's a lot of gear changes happening. There's a lot of things that I'm unlocking. I'm having fun grinding with it. Um, it does pause. That's a big plus <laughs> right? Uh, with the Lola dog. Um, but yeah, it, uh, it just, it play the, the controls are very well done. Um, the armor feels very well. The different weapon types have good combos. It just, it works really well. It's a super underrated game and you can get it free on game pass. Um, I'm playing it on PC just because I bought it on PC well before I had game pass. Um, and I'm having fun with it. So that's yeah. good. Yeah. And then I moved on to plan. I was waiting for oxygen not included to come out. And that came out on Tuesday, and I was like, just in time for my birthday. Yeah. So I have put a lot of time into, 50 hours into the beta of that, before I jumped into that. Um, and they've done a really good job of polishing the fuck out of that game. The only thing it's really missing is more tutorialization. And I know that, I know how to do things, because I've played it a lot. Right. But... Doesn't tutorial? I think it plans on you learning by failure, and that's kind of how that game works, yeah. right? Like you get to a certain technology place, and then you fail really hard, and then you're like, "Oh, well, if I'd have done this better, that I could have gotten farther." Right? The game is a colony, a, a space colony management sim that's in two D. It's you essentially build platforms, and then you build contraptions, and it uses a lot of uh, pseudoscience and some real science. There's some really clever stuff behind the scenes that goes on in that game. Just like the last game I was playing earlier this week, I, for one reason or another, didn't plan out my wiring and my base very well. So I was using all my c copper to replace wires because I kept overloading my circuitry. And for me to get where I needed to go, I had to dig extremely far, and I would have taken about an hour to recover that game, which is doable, but I didn't really want to do it. So I was like, I'm just going to pre-plan better. So I started the map that I, you guys saw when I came, when you came in, and ran one huge thick got to the the higher tech tree for thick cables, ran that thick cable, um, that does like twenty thousand kilowatts versus a thousand kilowatts. So that one thick cable and made a big T. So I ran it to my batteries, ran it across where I'm getting power, and then ran one straight up the middle column for the entire base, and so everything kind of trees off of that. And when I do the next part of my expansion for power supply. Um, I will run a huge heavy wattage cable into that, and that'll be my power supply for the whole base. Didn't think about how long it takes me to travel across, so now I've got a a fire pole for going down because it's almost instantaneous travel up and or down. And then when I get the tubes expansion that I'll have or tree, then I'll be able to move up at an increased rate with the ladder in the middle. Didn't think about airflow very well in my early games when I was playing that. Now I'm very good with airflow and understand how airflow works and how to overcome it have a better understanding of what to do with all the carbon dioxide, which is the problem I'm working on right now, because as you pump air or gas into a spot, eventually the pressure exceeds what the walls can take, and it starts to crack things and push its way out. And it works on those principles. So you can hover above, when you flip the filter over to the gas filter, mm -hmm. you can hover the cursor over the gas and see how many pounds per square inch, or whatever it is, like how many PSI is in there. Right. Like, and you're getting at 1,800 PSI for your atmosphere pressure, Ooh. you start just breaking shit. Right. Um, same, and it's weird. It just it shows the density, and it has a system that is in place in the background that messes with that. 
Um, certain gases cool areas faster, too, depending on how that works. There's a lot of thermal dynamics that go on behind the scenes. And a lot of the process of that game is figuring out how to automate things so that you can continue to expand. So in a way, it plays off the same principles as something like Factorio or something of that nature. You can have like an endless supply loop of water. You can use water to power your base because you can turn it, you can separate the hydrogen from it and then create oxygen. And then the hydrogen can go to a hydrogen generator, which can use the burn the hydrogen off to create power. And that can all be powered by water. But you don't have an infinite supply of water, so you'll have to get more water. So you kind of flip back and forth between different power sources and oxygen sources. Right now I'm being powered by algae. That's how I'm getting air. Okay. Well, but like you can create a pressure room filled full of gas that you can basically off the oxygen generation you now have produced hydrogen the hydrogen you generate from that process now turns into power because you feed that into a filter and you can filter anything right like it'll let you filter things so i can filter out the air and the hydrogen send the hydrogen down one pipe the air down another pipe then you got a whole overlay that shows how the gas is moving across your base a whole overlay for how your polluted water and regular water and how you can pull different things out of polluted water versus clean water, like how every little iota of anything in there has a use for something, right? Like right. you use the dirt to f fuel your plants and use the plants to feed your duplicates. And when you first start off, you're making mush, which is dirt and water. And the mm. dirt and water, you can even make mush cakes and fried mush cakes. Mush bars. Yeah, they're called mush bars, actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those, uh, that's one of the ways you can feed your colony, right? Um, and the general tips I can give you for that is choose your duplicates wisely at the start. I would say choose somebody who can dig, somebody who's good at research, and then somebody who's good at decoration because when they get too stressed out, that's when they start vomiting throwing, all over the place, throwing, throwing up, up <laughs> pissing themselves, crying all over the place, freaking out, breaking shit. And generally getting to a general state of disarray. I just throw people into the uh, the no oxygen room when I'm pissed. I'll tell them to go to the no oxygen room. I'll have one of the other duplicates cover it up. And then that part of that one just... How do you tell them to go to a specific spot? Well, you, you can tell... You, you can have one of the duplicates have a priority for, say, like, dig. In, you know, you know any dig task. So I'll have them... You know, I'll have the no oxygen room, which is normally where, you know, early game where I try to get my CO2 to settle into. You just let the CO2 settle in the bottom somewhere. Right. So I let the CO2 settle down into a, a hole or a, a like a ditch that I've dug, in, you know, down in the bottom. And then I'll uh, then I'll cover that except for one thing with a ladder. And then I'll have the dude that I don't want you know, set priority to dig, have him go dig into the, you know, dig that ditch, uh, ditch a little deeper. And I'll have one of the other t uh, pre uh, people with a priority to build platforms or whatever, go build a platform and take the, uh, the ladder away. So that <laughs> duplicate is, it's, it's basically the same idea as drowning a sim in a pool uh, in, in the Sims. You can absolutely do things like that in this game. So... <laughs> It's pretty clearly marked what each child does, and like when you start off, you're in just a very small portion of the map. As you expand, there's a lot of different challenges you have to overcome because there's different biomes in every map. And now they have a choice of biomes that say ideal, moderate, hard, more hard, like it increases in difficulty. Like there's a whole magma rock that's supposed to be impossible to do. Oh, wow. There's a water world that you can do that's mostly brine, so it's mostly oceanic. Oh, nice. 
Um, and the, the goal now is to, I think, rocket off the rock. So, like, when you get to a certain point, you're going to develop rocketry. You're going to fly your ass off that rock. And that's how you beat the game. But it's it's not an easy game. Um, if you like management games that have a lot of real-world science behind it and a lot of interesting ways of applying those real-world science scenarios, um, I you, think it's really good for that. It scratches that itch for me. Yeah. And I, it's like, a game, though, that does take patience. Um, you cannot queue up too many things with a small workforce or you will get impatient. So you just need to prioritize small tasks at a time and you'll find a lot more satisfaction. I, I always had problems with the early game on there because... Yeah, you want to dig out like a huge room, and then that's all they do for like four days. Right, and, and then of course they pee all over the place, and eventually that pee ends up in the water supply, and then everybody gets sick because they're drinking you know, pee water, you know. And yeah, it, it's there's there's all kinds of things in the early game that just pisses you right off, or they piss it's, all over themselves. Right, and then uh, you know it, it only starts to open up once you've got the essential systems in place, and you can kind of get them to not pee in the fucking water supply. You're what you <laughs> what you need to do is make sure they're you need to invest in decor early. The decor has a bonus to their um not morality, their morale. Ladder. Right. No, no, but like they and you need to have more than a couple of outhouses. So like if you saw mine I had outhouses all over. I made small latrines. Right that were easily accessible, so I have run into very few messes. Um, like, I put off researching toilet and shower technology probably a little too long because I'm more focused on the gas management and the food management right now. But now at the point where I'm doing the CO2 scrubbers, that's actually what I was building when you guys were coming in. Um, and then the next step for me will be building a proper bathroom of showers. And that'll get rid of the uh, more of the germs. You know, I've seen I've seen different setups for uh, for... Like the self-recycling, you know, bathrooms and the self-recycling showers, uh, where it runs off of a closed system water supply. I've got one huge water supply is what mm-hmm. I'm working with, which I found worked a little bit better. It's just everything goes through a filter, so everything goes through the filter. Even the dirty water goes back in there, but everything goes through the filter. So all the water being sucked up goes through the filter and then routes to everything, and then it just drops all the polluted water down, so I don't have to worry about two tanks, and then siphon it off in there. It just made more sense efficiency-wise for power and all that other stuff to just do one big tank, even though that seems gross as shit. But, like, it pulls in all the poop water and everything else, filters it out. And honestly, most of that stuff sits towards the bottom anyway. So I'm having very little polluted water that even goes through. So I'm barely ever going to switch the filter on it. And then when I get to a point where that's mostly depleted, I've got a whole nother set, like place that all i got to do is dig out, like, two tiles, and then I can refill the whole thing. So, and then another game that I was doing, I actually had a reservoir on top that I put a pump in and just didn't turn on the pump. So when it got too low, I just went and flipped the switch in the pump and then just refilled the water reservoir from way up above. So like you can kind of set up systems like that to resupply it, or I don't like to completely redo all my piping and all that stuff. So you just continue to feed the same spot. One setup. Yeah. There's, there's so many different ways to play that game. You know, it's, um, I, I never really got into it, you know, as deep as you did. But then again, you like those management sims a lot more than I do. <laughs> um, I've been uh, I've been focusing more on like you know in action games, actions and RPGs, action RPGs, you know, things like that. Uh, so I, I have a I have I have 
don't uh, I don't starve and oxygen not included, but I just can't. <laughs> same same art style. I'm not you know I'm not dogging on the art style though. Um, don't it's starve just... is a little bit more masochistic than uh, don't starve is more like uh, kind of the dark souls of survival games. Right. It's just uh, you know oxygen not included is uh, if you're getting into that game, you're going to get overwhelmed with all the different details that you know that you have to take in you know take into account like you're trying to figure out why your you know your replicants are not happy well that's because they're breathing mainly co2 <laughs> i you know? honestly really do get into two levels of the decor it makes a huge difference just having some decor items in the bedrooms and then looking at the requirements to make rooms so you get a decor bonus like i've got a mess hall which is literally I need a water cooler and I need a mess table, and that turns it into a mess hall. So they get a more bonus every time they eat. Um, I've got a med, a actual med bay and an actual massage parlor, right? It has the auto massage parlor, and that gives a bonus, right? So if they get too stressed out, they go in there and get their back chopped. Um, and then I've got the, you know, the bedrooms. I've got them set up properly, and that all it require uh, the barracks because a bedroom is just one person, but. You set up a couple of cots, and then I put potted plants in there, and then I added, they've got crown molding now, which is the other thing. So I added crown molding okay, and some briar plants um, and put that in. And then when you're choosing their skills, pay attention if it puts you at a negative morale bonus if you're while you're choosing skills because they'll be at a negative penalty until they gain another skill point. So skill points offset their overall morale. So when you're picking those, pay attention to how much it's going to cost and if it's going to put you at a morale de- deficit. If you pick things they like, you get a morale bonus every single time you pick one with a little heart on it. So, like, I've got guys with, like, a 12 morale bonus and only a 4 morale deficit. So they're always happy as fuck. <laughs> right? And that's where... The Gotta other be thing happy is, with your job. The other right. thing I've done that's really different from the beta and alpha versions of that game is when you're doing the rerolls, the beginning to pick what you want. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets negative traits. But you can choose the class of character you want, whether it be a builder or a doctor or whatever, right? Like I said, go builder builder or digger, right? Somebody with high athletics because you're going to have somebody running the hamster wheel at first. And then find somebody who's a good researcher. And if you get started with that, that gives you a good base to get going. And then don't always choose somebody. Sometimes choose the bonus that you can get out of the little replicant factory instead of choosing a replicant. If the bonus is like coal... Absolutely fucking grab it. If the bonus is like 30,000 worth of calories worth of food, grab it because then you don't have to cook for a while. Right. Um, The last thing I'll say is your food takes a long time to rot. So if you build yourself a a surplus of about two or three days worth of food, you can look in the status report to see how much you're consuming. You can set yourself up like that and then go do a massive like digging project with that person. Or tidying up project. Don't worry about tidying up everything except for the rooms that provide a morale bonus. Or rooms that your duplicates sit in all the time because it creates a a morale deficit just by having rubble in there. It's almost better sometimes to clean that stuff up first or have somebody prioritize towards cleaning up. Mm -hmm. Just to keep your guys from being upset, basically. The longer the game gets, though, the more things create a morale deficit and the more their needs increase. So the more you have to think about that stuff. I don't have a single campaign I have right now longer than about 10 hours, but now I feel significantly better about where I'm at with the game and how I understand the systems. Yeah. Now that I've failed multiple times, but I've, I've always liked the, it's a good game to listen to podcasts to or scratch a dog to. Right. 
Yeah, it's you just... can do everything one-handed. <laughs> Great for petting dogs. <laughs> you can do everything one-handed. <laughs> so, I mean, that is a plus. So now I know why earbuds are a thing. These ear hooks don't really work with glasses. Right. Huh. All right, so... <laughs> How do you think I feel with these cans on? Probably a lot better than these. <laughs> I never wear earbuds. <laughs> I'm I'm learning new things. Uh, <laughs> VR gets pretty interesting with glasses too. Luckily, I don't have to wear my glasses for VR. I and that that's a thing. I I I got the glasses, and that day, that morning, I put the glasses on. I'm like, this this is great. I can actually see that. I can read things on the screen. This is perfect. You know, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna watch. Somebody play a game on Twitch. Okay, that's clear. I can see what they're doing. I can read the texts and everything. And I was like, you know, I'm not going to get back into the glasses thing. But the thing is, it's like, I spent fuckloads of money on VR. And it's not currently set up for glasses. Shit. (laughs) So, like, all right. I have been playing VR for... You know, for you know, for at least what the last six months, at least, right? Yeah. Uh, and I've been able to do it just fine without glasses. You know, it's not like the you know, it wasn't like a night and day switch. It's not like somebody poked my fucking eye out. I should still be able to play VR without the glasses, and I and I did it. Uh, I put the you know, put my Oculus on, and I started playing. And then I realized something. You know, most of the people who play VR have, you know, have a big issue with the resolution because, you know, the screens are so close to your eyes, you can kind of see the individual, you know, pixels. You can see the screen door effect is what they call it, where everything looks like you're staring through a screen door. Well, my eyes are, you know, my eyes are set up in such a way right now that I got one clear and one blurry, and what that turns into is that screen door effect goes away. It's gone. Because I don't have as good a vision with the screens as close, but I can still see things clearly. So I still get the clarity from one eye and the shapes from the other eye, and it blends together so that the screen door effect goes away and I'm still able to play, you know, you know, play 3D games and you know in VR just fine. So I had to test it with Beat Saber just to make sure. And yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not looking at details when I'm playing Beat Saber. I'm looking at shapes and, you know, shapes and colors. Right. Uh, so yeah, it works just fine. I don't have to wear glasses while playing VR. Great. I also heard that you can get uh, prescription lenses for VR. You, did you know about this? I'm not sure if it's, uh, you know, if it's available for the mixed reality headsets. But you can actually, if you know what your prescription is, you can actually order uh, like pop-on, you know, lenses, you know, so that the lenses are over top of the um, the the VR lenses inside the uh, inside the headset, so they would match your uh, your prescription for your normal glasses, you know, so you could take your glasses off and put the headset on and still be able to see clearly. If you have really strong prescriptions, you know, which I mean, you do because God damn, your glasses are really blurry to me. Uh, (laughs) 
Yeah, I, I feel like I can see into the future. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, uh, there there is that, and I was looking at that as a possibility, but I don't think I need it. Uh, so yeah, I played a little bit of VR, you know, you know, since I got my glasses, but also, uh, also I was on a, uh, I was on a kick last week. I told, you know, it was talking about me playing through near and I've been going through a lot of my, you know, backlog, you know, games is, this is the time to do it. Uh, and, uh, I played through uh, near and got through, uh, play through one, basically ending a, uh, and it was fine. I mean, I I got through it. I'm like, okay, the last boss is all right. You know, this is fine. I did not know. I mean, I kind of knew, but I I didn't know just how different things were when you started playing through the game the second time and then the third time. Holy shit. That game does not actually give you anything the first time you play it. If you played near and only played through once, you are missing 90% of the story. You are missing everything. <laughs> that game, play you know, uh, on the second playthrough, is like, oh, that's what's happening. Oh, this is what's going on. Oh, this is what, this, uh, what uh, uh, 9S was actually doing during this particular situation. It was like seeing the other side of the story. And then the third, you know, the... Uh, the third playthrough is when shit just basically hits the fan and you get the big reveals. Right. You know, so yeah, I played through the second playthrough and the third playthrough last weekend. Uh, and uh, thankfully the playthroughs don't last super long. You know, the first playthrough has all, you know, basically you do all of the side quests, you know, and that's what is the main portion of that game is just leveling up and doing all the side quests. Second playthrough, you don't have to do as many side quests because you've already done them. Uh, and then the third playthrough is just, you know, uh, there's enough that's changed because, you know, time moves forward at the third playthrough. Right. Um, there's enough that's changed that you're basically just, you know, you're hitting all the main story beats to, you know, to get to the final resolution of that game. Uh, so yeah, I played through it, got, uh, A, B, C, and D, uh, you know, so, you know, all the main endings for the, you know, for the story. I just got A and B. Yeah. So you didn't play through it on the, th you know, the third playthrough. No, oh. I'd, I'd had enough at that point. Oh shit, man. The third playthrough is actually where the, you know, where that game really fucking shines. But I got a, uh, maybe we'll see. So the third playthrough is where the game really shines, dude. I'm telling you. That that is, uh, that's where everything just goes to different levels. Like it turn, you know, it's uh, A and B is basically two sides of the same coin, right? Because you're playing through two uh, B's story at the first one and nine S's story at the second, you know, on the second one. Well, playthrough three is basically after all of that and shows where things go and you know what what the significance of Adam and Eve is and what is actually going on in space and you know all of you know what the androids true purpose is and 
where the machine life forms actually go and what what's so the, total time how much did you t- put into that oh i think 45 40 something like that hours um which isn't too bad i mean for entire story that's that's not too bad um i can tell you that there is a uh, uh there is a an ending to that game that has a uh, significant significant sacrifice as let me just put it to you that way at you know at the very end of the game uh have you played did you play the original near all the way through no i actually own it and i did not play it all the okay way so what i didn't know is that the you know that this is a trope for the near games uh that you know after you've completed the game to a point where you feel like you've gotten all the resolution uh, it will give you an option at the end. Uh, it's just and, like a delete your save kind of thing? Yes, it is exactly a delete your save kind of thing. Uh, if you want the the true ending to the game, you have to sacrifice your save to get it. <laughs> so okay. I have the true ending. And in uh, in near terms, that means that you take all of your memories... All of uh, all of your data, your Android data, and you sacrifice that, which constitutes your entire save and everything that you've achieved so far, to get the uh, the final ending. But because the way that the final ending works, you you're familiar with the hacking mini game from 9s, right? Yeah. Kinda, it's been a minute. It, it's it's the bullet hell little the little versions of the bullet hell, right? Okay, okay. So the the true ending to uh, to near automata basically has you playing the hacking mini game versus the credits. So as okay. the credits come down, the credits are actually you know shooting at you, and you have to hack the credits so that you are eliminating every you know el- eliminating all the names and the you know uh and everything as they come down okay uh, and once it gets to the uh square enix uh, por- uh portion of the uh the credits it gets stupid hard <laughs> i mean it will get to a point where you you only have 3 hits before you you know, b- before your little ship dies, right? So it'll fill the whole fucking screen with bullets. And you have to kind of weave in like these little tiny spaces to be able to actually, you know, to take out the, you know, the enemies. Um, and you'll fail multiple times. And then it'll tell you, do you want help? Are you ready to quit? You know, and the first time you die, you see one little line come up on the screen that said, you know, that's uh, another player, you know, giving you like a prop, like continue, you know, keep going. It gets better. Or, you know, I I failed at this too. Keep with it. You know, it's the, it's just little things like that. And then about like the fifth or sixth time you die, the uh, it'll pop up a message on the screen that says so and so username is offered to assist. Will you accept? 
And at first I said no, because I was like, no, I'm going to get through this. It's hard, but I can get through this. But I realized, no, that that's not how this is going to work. This is deliberately insane. Uh, so, and the username that, you know, came up that offered assistance changed every time. And I'm like, wait, what? Okay, whatever. So I decided to do it. And that's when you start getting to the final ending. That's that, at that point, that's when you realize what's going on. So I, I haven't really spoiled the ending because there's details there, but what you should know is that in the process of doing that, you're selling your save file. <laughs> so as soon as I did that, the game got deleted off of my computer because I didn't have a save anymore. So I've done, I'm done with that game. I don't have to play it anymore. Uh, and I feel all right with that. That's, that's the sacrifice that, that I did for that game and I'm done with it. I've finally completed Nier Automata. It's no longer on the backlog. It is in the completed games folder, and I'm done with it. So, with that, <laughs> do you want to take a quick break? I mean, we can. Let's take a quick break. All right. Push we'll be back. Jeez. Stop yawning. Stop yawning, you bitch. All right. We'll be back. I think we're back. I'm pretty sure we're back. Yeah, we're back. Yeah. Hey, you know what I did forget to mention? This is super small. What? Um, Trent took me out to my birthday to a little place called Margaret's here in town. Oh, yeah? I hadn't had Margaret's in a while. And I tried to eat Margaret's low carb. It's a German food place. Uh Uh-huh. They had me some Jaeger schnitzel, which is basically just chicken fried pork chops. Oh, yeah? With mushroom gravy. Of course. And what is it? Spatzel? I don't know. Yeah. Something like that. yeah, we I had don't know. we had the uh, the big pretzels with the beer cheese, and then I put the beer cheese on the spatzel. Yes, I, and I was like the best macaroni and cheese I've ever had. Yes, uh, holy shit, was it heavy? Well, um, I mean, it's German food. What do you expect? <laughs> like soup, it's European comfort food. Oh yeah, oh um, yeah, for it's sure, f- ridiculous. Uh, but holy cow, that was uh, most German food is. Now nah, I need brats. I'm going home and making brats. Yeah, I was telling Jess where I was at. She's like, you went without me? I was like, Trent took me. She's like, oh. Oh. <laughs> I was like, next time we go out for eat- eating, I will be okay with buying Margaret's for damn sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I keep forgetting how good it is. And it's just like, I've had Siggy's and Siggy's is good. Margaret's is fucking excellent. And it's basically the same price. Mm. Man, I haven't been out to eat in a while. <laughs> yeah. So. Hey, I'm going to say something real quick, and I think you guys have way more news than I do. Do I? I don't know. I don't know. It's kind um, of a really light week for news. Yeah. there's. Uh, I've been really hyped about, like, there's some things coming to Game Pass. Like, it's, I'm pretty sure Wasteland 3 is coming to Game Pass. We've got the Bard's Tale games are coming to Game Pass here soon. So Good. all of the Bard's Tales, including the most recent one, is coming to Game Pass. Wow. Yeah. Isn't That's there a new this... version of that coming out? Like a director's cut or something like that? Yeah. I don't. I haven't researched to see if that's the version. I wouldn't imagine it wouldn't be now that they're Microsoft Studio. Right. Uh, in Excel. Um, 
But Phoenix Point was coming to Game Pass next month. Uh-huh. Yeah, not. <laughs> yeah, not. Um, to, ain't, ain't they, gonna happen. they keep changing the date on it. It was supposed to be last year, then it was June, then it was September 3rd, and now it's a December-ish date. I thought that it was more 2020 now at this point. But uh, the quote that we got, and this is from PC Gamer, they said, this is not our first delay, and we're very sorry to fans who know who are highly anticipating getting their hands on Phoenix Point. No one is more disappointed than we are, but we collectively agree that we'd rather miss a launch date than ship something that does not meet our exacting standards. We want, you to pl- we want the Phoenix Point you play to be the one of your favorite games of all time, and that means we needed a bit more time. So, I'm... I hope it pays off, right? Like, a, I hope that if they're going to delay it again, then they need to have a pretty high level of polish if they're going to continue to delay it. Right. Which well, means that people are going to continue to get more critical of it. Um, but not that it doesn't need that, right? But I'm just saying, like, the longer you push something off, the more people anticipate that it's just ready to go. Yeah, we don't. We do you not You push it off it. an entire year, and then it's still got some pretty big bugs, then you're kind of fucked. Yeah. We, we don't need a... Uh... We don't need a Duke Nukem on our hands. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, uh, we don't need a, a Fallout 76 on our hands with right. this, right? Right. Well, there's... A highly anticipated game that was definitely not ready, and I don't actually feel like it's ready until about October this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and Trent were talking about that over lunch, and I was like, do you want to play in, in October when they do the NPC update? And just see what's way different and see if it's like way better to play. Just give it a you know, give it another shot. Give it a second chance after they've had a year to improve on it. Yeah. And see if it's worth it at that point that they've had a better quest system and a lot more events and vaults to explore and like literally everything that was missing from the game. <laughs> right. <laughs> um and I can be critical of the game too, even though there are points of it that I liked. Um I would like to see what it looks like after they've basically put it in a released beta state for a year realizing that it wasn't what people wanted. Uh, but anyways, um, yeah, so that got pushed off. I'm sad slash happy about it, but I was really wanting to play a game like that, which is we've got Rebel Galaxy Outlaw coming out here in a couple weeks, and that's really the only other thing I'm really anticipating this month that I want to play. I got the new Wolfenstein um, <laughs> that I've played a little bit of. Um, yeah. I think Rusty's going to talk about Wolfenstein here in a minute, and I'm going to give only one counterpoint because it's the only thing I've actually experienced in the game. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I have no opinion yet. Um, Trent bought me the game the other day, and I think he was wanting to play co-op with me, so we'll see what happens with that. I literally got through part of the first mission, and really the only gripe I have is I haven't jumped back in, and I'm wondering if I start all over. Um, and there's no pause, and the, the Lola dog, it's hard to play a game without pause until she's asleep. So I'm going to end up playing that really small sections until I finish it, probably. Yeah. Well, you might not finish it. <laughs> What's the general gripe right now? I, I mean, I think the biggest gripe I saw was the no pause thing and then the AI, AI being stupid at reviving. So there, there's more than more problems with the AI than just reviving. Um, you know, so the whole revive system sucks, you know, just com, you know, completely. Uh, because... What if you just don't die? That's not... Not how the game plays. Uh, so, so how do you? So, 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 I so just I just didn't die and playing Wolfenstein. So, what's different? So, there's um the there's a couple different things that's going on. So, uh, about you know the first thirty minutes or so, you see a couple cutscenes, uh, and then you've got the um uh the you know the blimp mission, the first mission, right? 
uh, and the first mission is very uh, very uh, linear. It's you know you know, you have a goal, you get to that point, right? Uh, and I'm not sure if you completed up to that point or where you're at. I think I got the almost the very end, and I had to go to work. Okay, so you haven't actually completed the blimp. No, that's okay. why I think I might have to start over. Okay, so when uh, the first part of the game, uh, in the first 30 minutes or so, uh, it's universally, uh, you know, rated well because the game does have co-op components that you need to do it with, you know, with the other, you know, the uh, with the AI or another player, uh, like levers that have to be hit at the same time, such and such, right? Um, once you get past the blimp and in, you know into what you know people consider the meat of the game uh they do it does kind of like a hub situation where you have one place where there's the base of operations and then you just basically go to different parts of a city well you'll notice once you get to that point that you're going to the hub and then you're going to this part of the city then you'll get like a, a random side mission that has you go back to the other part of the city and you end up going to the same maps mo- multiple times over and over again and the enemies respawn. Uh, you know, so places that you've cleared out will then, you know, will be repopulated with enemies later on uh, or maybe just a few seconds or maybe they'll pop right in in front of you, uh, which has happened. Uh, and then... There's the level system and the you know in the armor system, which I'm sure that you have uh, seen that some of the enemies have different armor types, uh, and you have to use different weapons, you know, to break the armor so that you can get to the health, right? And once you're once they're into health after the armor is broke, then pretty much any weapon will do damage to them at the same rate, or whatever the rate is for that weapon, right? So you'll end up with a super soldier that has the square armor type. There's only two guns or two, you know, there's only a certain number of guns that actually has that armor type. And that might be like a shotgun and a pistol, for instance. Right. You know, but you like this, you know, you like the feel of the assault rifle. You have to swap to the shotgun or the pistol to break the armor. So you have to swap to a gun that you might not like to break the armor so that you can do damage to that target. Otherwise, if you use the weapon that you like, it's going to feel like a bolt sponge because that armor is resisting the damage. Uh, so what it turns out to be is that you end up having a, uh, a mission that leads to another mission that leads to another mission that ultimately is basically the same, you know, repetitive you know, side quest style mission, go pick up this thing, you know, but it's super repetitive and it turns into weapon swap the video game because you end up having to swap through all of your weapons to find the one that has bullets to take, uh, take down the armor for this type, uh, for this enemy and then swap to the weapon that you like or the weapon that has the most bullets so that you can get through the health of that enemy and then you can't really replenish your bullets fast enough to be able to keep up with all the different armor types coming at you and swapping between the weapons that you have bullets for and the ones that you don't have bullets for. And what I've what I noticed from watching streamers play this is that 
most of the time when they go from enemy to enemy, they're swapping through all of their fucking you know, weapons. Like, it was distracting to watch them. Well, you know, you those are just hotkeys like one through nine. Right, but you are constantly trying to figure out which one, uh, which weapon actually has enough bullets to break through a you know particular enemy's armor type. Well, when these enemies are swarming you, you are trying to swap through all of the different arm you know weapons to break through all of the different armor types. I guess you I'll know, figure that out as I get quickly to it. as you can. Uh, the other gripe is uh, the um, the the pep system where you're uh, you're pepping your sister up um, gives a small bonus uh, you know to uh, to the co-op player by pressing a button and they do like the horn hands or you know some kind of like pep talk little thing like you're doing great Jess or whatever you know some some shit right. Well, it gets old really quickly. And when you're getting your ass handed to you by a super soldier and you're hearing the other character, you're doing great, Jess. I'm dying here, bitch. You know, it's <laughs> or, or, you know, the, the dialogue between the sisters, uh, it gets a little uh, I don't know. the The best description I saw was juvenile. It was just like it gets really. It's off character almost. You want them to be a little more badass, but they're they're just basically like having you know they're they're just murder chicks at that point. And we really don't we didn't want that because BJ was very serious. Like I don't. So I've heard that gripe, and I 100% disagree with the whole sentiment. And I'll tell you why. Okay. Like, granted, I haven't played this game enough to have... You haven't played the game at all. You've watched streamers. I've played 35 minutes of it. You noticed that, right? So the thing that I thought was interesting, though, is when you started off, and we'll... I'll, like I said, I'll play more of this later. What is that? She's tripping out at the wall. Um, is that they're, BJ's teaching them like how to go on these missions, right? And so they're like a, twin sisters in their early 20s. They're basically both the main characters, essentially, right? Right. And they're very much... Um, here's kind of what the sentiment I got was. It's like you took a couple of frat boys. What are you doing? <laughs> She's tripping out at the wall. And... So that they didn't have the frat boy comments, they just turned them into females, right? So then it makes you sound like an idiot for saying something against it. And so it's kind of like an interesting play on that whole thing, right? So there are a couple of psychos, right, Uh that have never killed anybody before. And the first person they kill, like, they're super nervous and they kill them and they both, like, immediately projectile vomit. Because they're like, oh my god, that was crazy and they just start like throwing up and it was like a really interesting tw- twist on the adrenaline high of like trying to you need to get off this <laughs> our uh, podcast dog is trying to go after the soundproofing <laughs> now she's laying down she realized she has made a mistake um but it's just to me it worked because bj is so grim and this is not trying to be grim at all Give it so, some time, man. I, I, I will. So, 
So the so it, ah my gosh, so you have you you are correct. I have not put one minute into this game, but I have watched about eight hours worth of footage of people actually trying to play this game. You know, and I say trying very literally because they are putting their best effort into trying to enjoy this game because they like the other Wolfensteins. Uh, the let problem... me say a bit of criticism, and I mean this with all the love in the world. Mm-hmm. Streamers, right, are based on ratings, and they get ratings essentially, right, by the amount of people that watch them, right? Mm. Right? And I feel like Bethesda has been a pretty big whipping boy. I'm not going to say that this is the best Wolfenstein game, right? But if you like the unpopular game, you get fucked on your ratings. It's not that. It's not that. No, no, it's not that. So the Like the Fallout Cinnamon, that just kept going until they whipped it into the ground. So the thing is, uh, and, it, and, th- and this is the way I look at streamers and, and how I pick up quality streamers, all right? The ones that I watch are, A, not purchased. They're not bought by, th- you know, by these things. They, they have went, to be. You just you have know, to get ratings. So, listen, the other thing is... There, uh, the you get, uh, you get a truer version of uh, a person's reaction to a game when the audience is less than five hundred people. So you end up, you know, you're. I'm not watching streamers that have fifty thousand people watching them. You know, I'm not even watching people that have a thousand people watching them. I'm looking at the people who have like fifty people watching them. Like this is a person that's playing a game, and. Like a, a small circle of their buds from online or like their online clan are watching them play this game. You know, so it's it, it is more of the gameplay and not the streamer that I'm watching. You know, I could get the same thing if I watched somebody playing a let's play but muted their voice. You know, I'm watching what they're doing, how the game is played uh, and how and, and the frustrations that they run into with the game mechanics and the streamers that I'm watching right now are pretty much saying the same thing. The AI is just sitting there fucking taking bullets in the face. They're not taking cover. They're not actually doing a whole lot of damage. They're just taking bullets to the face. They'll run right up in front of a super soldier and fucking face tank them until they're dead. Well, the system for reviving that game is if you don't revive your sister you're, you know, you lose a shared life. Well, if that sister is in front of three fucking super soldiers and had taken bullets to the face, there's no way that you're going to go over and spend two, you know, one or two seconds standing in front of that, you know, you know, your sister and trying to revive them while you are also taking bullets to the face. So what happens is you run over, you revive your sister, you take enough damage that you fall down. And then she tries to revive you, and then she falls down, and then you, and it's just basically a revive, you know, a fucking humping each other's fucking leg until either both of you fall over and have to respawn, or you just fucking throw your hands up and say, fuck it, I'm going to let her die while I take out the enemies, you know, and hope that the fucking game doesn't go over, like, hope that's not the last fucking life. Uh, there is points where you're trying to traverse the fucking level and the AI character gets stuck. So if you, you know, took the single take, player... Take the me... AI out of it and you put co-op in. Right. All right. So playing co-op is fine as long as the people who are, you are playing co-op with, are your you friends? basically start with them. 
Okay, because the game will have enemy levels. You might have seen this at the beginning of the game, but enemy levels are scaled based off of your mission and your current level. Okay, if you are playing with somebody who has played the game a little bit longer and they join your game and they're, say, level 20 and you're level 10, the enemies are going to be scaled to the higher level player. So all the enemies are level 20. They're doing level 20 damage to a level 10 character. What do you expect that level 10 character to expect uh, to, you know, to take a rocket to the face and still be able to walk away? No. Can they take a bullet? One, maybe. If you've ever played a Wolfenstein game, you make, you take more than one bullet. Uh, So they end up falling over, you know, a lot more than the level 20 character does. Well, the level 20 character has to run over and revive that person. Otherwise, the shared life goes away. So they're spent, uh, sitting there face tanking all of these level 20 characters that are doing a butt fuck load of damage. And then the revive leg hump happens again, where they're revi- you're reviving each other over and over and over again. Well, I mean, that doesn't, the, the, the revived leg hump that I, you know, that I'm describing isn't good gameplay. You're not, you're not shooting enemies, you're reviving people. So I'll, what <clears> I'll do is I'll play the game, right? And I'll come up with an opinion after I've played it. Okay. I want you to do that. I mean, I, I'm not saying that you shouldn't because you already have the game. Uh, and if I actually had the game or picked up the game, then I would, I, I would want to play with a co-op person, but it. My my schedule is vastly different. Vastly different. So it's it's not going to happen. Me and uh, Trina talked about playing the game some to see what we thought of the game. The 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 thing I think is the only the only complaint that I can speak to right now is just the lack of pause. Right. Well, the lack of pause is a pretty big thing for the streamers too because they want to be able to stop and read their you know read their chat or react to something. Uh, they can't. Uh, they've run into, you know, a, uh, scenario where they're trying to read some of the, like the lore bits that, you know, that you see, uh, you'll get laptops and have a little lore bit or, you know, a little like email between fucking Nazi people. But I kind of equate that to like, when I got the game, I had like mixed feelings about it because I realized it was mostly a co-op game. And to me, it felt like playing single player left for dead. Kind of. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like the left for dead AI was pretty bad too, but I've. (laughs) I'm wondering not to throw in just that trope of it's better with friends, but it's like built for friends. If you were to play it with people of like level of it's fun. Yeah, it it could be, I think, but there's... I don't think that the most of the streamers have that well, ability, right? If you're just playing with randos, randos to me is always a horrible, almost universally a horrible experience for me to team up with somebody I don't know. No, that, like, I took I will, that in. I took I that into account. Always play. Multiplayer with somebody I know. I, fuck you if I don't know you. I'm not playing a game with you. That's the, I took that into account too. So I, I uh, bounced around to about like eight different streamers, and one of the uh, one of the stream groups that I I watch is uh, basically uh, two guys you know that are in the same house. And so they're basically streaming together. They they've played games together. Uh, they play a lot of co-op games together. Uh, and they picked this game up because it's co-op. It's built for this. So that was a dual stream with people who knew each other, not only in real life, but, you know, you know, had played games together and they ran into very similar situations. You know, so it doesn't matter whether or not you're playing with a random or if you're playing with somebody that you know or have good comms with, you run into a very similar problem because the game systems have issues. 
Uh, it just, at a point, it doesn't feel like Wolfenstein anymore. And that's, and that is probably the biggest problem. Now the game's pretty, you know, it's got some really good visuals, but the, uh, uh, from what I've been able to see, you know, once the game opens up into this hub world situation, you end up seeing the same things over and over again. So it seem it's, it feels limited because you're playing the same set pieces. It's like almost like popping into a fucking overwatch map. You already know the map, right? You know, the enemies spawn in different spots, but you already know the map, you know, instead of having a linear situation where you have had with the previous Wolfensteins where you're going places and each place that you're going is new, you know, it's the same thing over and over again. So it gets repetitive. And at that point you just start losing, you know, you're losing your focus. Yeah. There's nothing really new happening. You're just grinding levels, you know? Uh, and that's that's the biggest complaint that I've seen for the world itself is that it just becomes repetitive after a while. Uh, and that you don't feel like you're going anywhere. You're just kind of stuck in this purgatory that is Wolfenstein. I think the interesting thing for me will be that I, it's going to take me a while to get through with Lola. Until Lola settles down, because the only time we'll be able to play this is about 11 o'clock at night. Right. Well, I mean, I understand that there's uh, there's no pause for a co-op game, because, I mean, you could be in the menus while your other uh, while the other player is off they you know, killing You can just pause both screens at the same time when you hit pause, right? And well, then you a countdown when it starts again. Kind of. You know, the thing is... is even Dota has fucking pause. Right. And that's what I said last week, is even, you know, even Dota has pause, right? So... There should be a way to pause the game, uh, but there isn't. And it's not even an option in single player when you're playing with an AI character. You would think that pause, you know, pressing the pause button would be able to pause the whole fucking game because there isn't another person to uh, inconvenience by it. I would agree with that completely. You know, so that there's... That would be a giant oversight. Right. There's there's no reason for not being able to pause a single player, you know, the single player experience. Even if the AI sucks, you can still, you should still be able to pause the fucking game. Or if a menu pops up where you're reading at like an email or an Intel thing or whatever, or choosing perks or upgrading your weapons or whatever the fuck. If you're in a menu, it should pause so that you could do that in a single player experience. And it's not, it's just not there. Yeah. You know, so there's, there's a lot of gripes to it, but I mean, it's not, it's not the Wolfenstein that I wanted, like not new Colossus, you know, but like the, you know, old blood. Good. New Colossus was all right, but it wasn't great. It's not the same thing. It's just a, a a different kind of shooter with the Wolfenstein name on it. So, I'm I'm interested to see what you think. Please play it this week. I want to know. I will try. Like I said, it's going to be difficult. I'm going to be out of town all of Monday and most of Tuesday. Yeah, it's just whenever you probably, can. I will probably get about two or three hours into it the next week. So well, it'll probably be about a month before I get all the way through it. Well, if if you can get that far. <laughs> I don't have the, uh, I mean, I have faith that you could probably push through it, but I don't, <laughs> I don't think that, <laughs> sorry, 
The, did the oh. dog do that? Oh. Uh, oh. Again. Oh. oh. Anyway, yeah. If you can get through Fart factory past the uh, uh past the blimp and into the actual meat of the game, you'll see what I'm talking about. Uh and and hopefully you enjoy it because you spent money on it. I I didn't. And I will never own this game. I won't. <laughs> so Jason, what do you have? <laughs> so going from game release <laughs> to console news. Oh yeah. Um Sony basically uh um said said during their uh, shareholders conference that uh you know should uh should government tariffs continue that they are going to be forced to start increasing console prices. Yeah. Um, so, and if you think this won't affect other console makers, uh, it it will impact Microsoft as well because a lot of their assembly happens in China. Yeah. Um, and Nintendo, to keep from doing so, has actually moved their production right. from China to another South Southeast Asia right country. So so the. So to to sidestep all the political bullshit because we really don't need that, uh, I mean it's you know when you really look at it, most of your electronics are built in China. Um, a lot of the the base components and the sm you know the small bits that are assembled together to be, you know to make your electronics are built there. <coughs> um, you know and. What that's going to do, I mean, Sony's the first one to actually come out and say, yeah, this is probably going to get pushed off to the consumer. Yep. Uh, it's it's not going to be just them. Uh, and it's going to affect the, you know, the availability and the price of the next gen consoles if it continues. You know, currently they're only saying something about the PS4. But you know that that's going to continue on and affect the price, you know, pricing once the next gen uh, Xbox and PlayStation, you know, get officially released with a price, you know, that's, you know, that's a, uh, you know, that's almost a certainty if everything continues. Yep. I think it's, if it gets bad enough, it may be one of those things that puts me off from buying a new console until it drops in price. And and that's what a lot of the, you know, a lot of the people I've talked to and saw on, you know, on the interwebs. Uh, you know, talk about is like if it gets too bad, just wait. I mean, that's that's the reality of things. I mean, you know, you can currently play four uh, 4K games, you know, right now. And there's plenty of backlog for the you know for most of the people that you know that play games. There's a lot of games that you just can't get to. Shit, I've got fucking you know hundreds of them, you know, that I haven't gotten to that I want to play. And I can play it on PC, and I'm, you know, it, and I don't really have that much of a leg in, uh, you know, in the, uh, you know, in the console market, really. But if the PlayStation, you know, PlayStation Five comes out at eight hundred dollars because, you know, component costs are so fucking high, you know, I'm gonna fucking wait. Shit, I'm waiting on, you know, I continue to wait on fucking, you know, video card prices to drop because, eventually, they do. It's it's gonna happen. Yep. Hopefully, it's not the case. But I mean, prepare your wallets. May it, it might be uh, it, it might be rough. Exactly. 
Um, and then uh, also, uh, it was announced a couple days ago what the what the free games with gold this this month are. Uh, Gears Four will be free for for all of our August. It's free right now. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, Forza Motorsport Six is free from the sixteenth through the fifteenth. Okay. For Xbox One. And then for 360, uh, from the 1st through the 15th, we've got Torchlight. And then from 16th through the end of the month, we have Lords of Shadow. Okay. Is it say what's on Game Pass? Uh, No, I did not look that up. I apologize. Yeah. Yeah. Game Pass might be something that I end up picking up just because... You a know, lot of the stuff that's on the Epic Store is also hitting Game Pass, right? And that's that's one of the uh, you know the benefits of that. Um, if there's one free game I like every three months, it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Because uh, Game Pass isn't you know that includes your gold subscription. It's literally five dollars a month. So with the gold subscription, it's fifteen bucks. Right. For both. Right. Right. Like it's such a no brainer. Yeah. And I'm not a Microsoft fanboy, but this is something they're doing so well with. Like, it's really hard to pass up, especially with Gears coming out next month and being on Game Pass. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I am looking forward to Horde mode, and I know a lot of motherfuckers are going to be on there that are friends of mine that have Game Pass now, and I'm going to be able to play some motherfucking Horde mode. That's the kind of multiplayer I like. Mm-hmm. So, I am super fucking stoked right now for that, and fucking, I believe The Outer Worlds is going to be on Game Pass. Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Uh, Wasteland 3 is going to be on Game Pass. Shit. Yeah. Uh, like, fucking, like I said, I mean, Gears is on there, which is a $60 game, right? It's, huh. it'll, it will take all fucking year for it to cost the same price, and that's one game, right? I've been playing Graveyard Keeper on there forever, like, which, like, there's so many, like, I played Vermintide, didn't go away for an entire year, and I played... More than my fill of Vermintide mm-hmm. before it went away and nobody was playing it anymore. So, I mean, it just, like, Hollow Knight's on there, right? And that's a big deal, I mm-hmm. feel like. Yeah, Hollow Knight's actually, uh, uh, I didn't give it much of a chance the first time I played it, uh, but uh, I'm currently replaying through that right now. Uh, was playing it all last night, actually. Uh, so, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a really solid game. Uh, so that I mean, it, and that's another thing that I'm uh, I'm appreciative of, of Game Pass is that it does include some of the smaller titles too. Uh, so you you can see some you know some indie de- developers uh, actually pop up on there quite a bit. A shitload of indie developers mm-hmm. pop up on there, like the Outer Wilds. If you're interested in that, <laughs> and I found out I wasn't interested in that, but that is on there. That's also a ga- Epic Store exclusive, right? Um, Ashen. Epic Store exclusive mm-hmm. for forty bucks or free on Game Pass. Right, right. Um, I will say that I've been able to give stuff a shot that I was thinking of giving a shot on there to discover either a I like it or b I don't. Right, and it saved me a lot of money with those kind of purchases that I normally do that are indie purchases. Right. Yeah. That's uh, you know. I'm that surprised is... you haven't played Salt and Sanctuary. If you like Hollow Knight, like Salt and Sanctuary is right up there with it. I know. I know. Hollow Knight is essentially two D Souls. Uh, well, kind of. Uh, but you do really well with platformers, so... Well, it, it's it's a Souls Metroidvania platformer. Uh, but you know Souls is a Metroidvania. 
I, I know. It's just 3D. I know. And it's infuriating. It's actually uh, easier than Hollow Knight. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't Absolutely. see it that way. I've, gone, I've only gotten through three bosses on Hollow Knight. I don't see it. I've that got way. every Souls game in the franchise. See, I so I know that I really should, but the thing that I don't like about Souls is the thing that everybody else loves about Souls, and that is the invasions. Fuck you. Please leave my game alone. Put a mod that gets rid of invasions. I, I I could, but please leave my fucking game alone. That's what I don't like about Dark Souls. Try Salt and Sanctuary. Okay. So not as not the same as that. I, I and know. honestly the nice thing about the invasions, if you flip it around, is you can just have your friend help you with everything if you get stuck. And that, then Souls on easy mode. And and that's fine, but a, I need to have friends, and B, most of the people who are going to invade, <laughs> yeah, fuck that shit. They fucking suck. Yeah. I mean, you get halfway to where you're supposed to go, away from a fucking bonfire, and then somebody comes in and fucking steals your, you know, steals your fucking souls because they have, like, an OP fucking you, sword. Yeah, but you could just use an item to banish them. I mean, it's... You could, if you have the fucking item. Well, you just hold on to it, and it doesn't happen all the time. Well... I every time I've played fucking Dark Souls with the online, you know, online features turned on. You or, also don't get invaded if you're not um, kindled. I know, but there are certain places where you you have to go, you know, in in human form, right? No, really, it just gives you twenty five percent more health. Well, that, I mean, I feel like I need that twenty five percent more health. You look a little cooler, but I kind of like zombie souls. Yeah, when you're just I, a dead man, I just. I have almost completely written off souls because of, you know, my own reasons. Uh, but I I do enjoy myself some Hollow Knight. Salt uh, and Sanctuary is where it's at then. Then I'm going to probably pick up Salt and Sanctuary. It's just, because you can, it's way more customizable. Like you pick a class, you get different gear sets, you get different weapons or spells or however you play it. I recommend just playing like your basic soldier to start off to get used to it. But yeah, that game's solid as shit. Yeah, I mean it, that's another another thing that I can pick up. It's on. It, it's been on my list for a while. So uh, there's there's a uh, not much coming out this month as far as uh, as far as big game releases that I'm really interested in anyway. Um, uh, and, and Remnant from the Ashes is probably the only one that I can think of that you know that actually piqued my interest any uh and i know little to nothing about that uh control comes out this month too which if you liked uh um what's that fucking game uh it seems uh, like i've heard the title i don't even know anything about it con- control it's oh fuck what was the uh oh shit uh quantum break uh okay you know so it's the same you know you know same developer as quantum break uh, but it remedy, yeah. Um, it's same people did that. It's based off of a uh, a chick that has basically like telekinesis powers. Oh, uh, I'd and, be interested in what that's like. And then uh, you know, and there's a big tower or you know, like a corporation tower, and yeah. weird shit happens in that tower, and you're trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, so that that's coming out this month, and that looks interesting. Um, 
and then if you're a if you're a Switch player, Astral Chain uh, is you know that also looks fairly cool, uh, which is only coming out for Switch, uh, and that one is uh, you know kind of like a police force, but has the ability to uh, you know it has like a, a a chained projection of some kind of astral being that you use in combat, so it's kind of a uh, like an action RPG, which is That's really right. cool. It's a different kind of Pokemon, I guess. <laughs> Honestly, I'm just way more stoked for Rebel Galaxy. That's what I want to play this yeah. month. So, you know, Basically Rebel... Wing Commander. Yeah, Rebel Galaxy is uh, definitely going to... Uh... Uh, oh, shit. You know what you didn't... That you didn't remember that I just remembered? What? Uh, no Man's Sky gets VR support this month. So, No Man's Sky is also... Uh, not, not only are they getting that but very soon they're going to come out with uh you know with no man's sky beyond i think that's what next yeah is it that's what that's what provides the vr support. oh okay all right so ps vr support if you have it on ps4 so that is probably going to make me play through no man's sky again i have not actually uh well i played no man's sky what last year i think it was last year i put another 40 hours into it and i kind of you know the fact that I could do, use a save editor to try to get past one of the uh, broken uh, quests in the game really kind of opened my eyes to the fact that the whole game can be cheesed that way. Right. Uh, but uh, I'm hoping that you know Beyond actually changes that a bit. So it's been delete. You know the whole game save has been deleted from my computer, so I'm gonna have to start over from from scratch. But I want to. I want to see that in VR because I think that'd be really cool. Oh yeah, you know, I'm I'm hoping it is a uh, a, a sit down experience though, because <laughs> that game is long. So yeah, there's there's that for sure. Oh, uh, what was there on my document? Oh yeah, um, so. Uh, Outer Worlds is uh, what September or October? I can't. Uh, October. October. That's right. So Outer Worlds is uh, uh, is basically uh, Fallout New Vegas in space. Uh, yeah. And uh, what they did is they, you know, selected some creators uh, and gave them access to one of the worlds. Uh, you know, unfettered access. Just you know, just play how you want. Uh, and let them go and let them record their gameplay. Uh, and the the general sentiment that they've gotten so f- you know that that's hit the internet so far is that it is way better than the Fallout titles uh, because of all the different systems that they've put into the game, uh, and that everything feels right. So the gunplay, the melee combat, the um, you know the the conversations, the perk system, the levels, everything feels right. And Good. they said that uh, if it, you know, if it goes and expands out in the same same vein and gets a little bit better with the story, um, that this is going to be a game that you are going to want to pick up if you liked uh, New Vegas or any of the Fallout titles. Uh, it's going to play. You know, it's going to play to those strengths and get rid of all the shit that, you know, that, uh, you know, didn't work from, 
you know, like the you know like Fallout Four, for instance. Right. You know, you don't have to worry about base building or anything like that. Uh, but it does uh, does kind of introduce factions, and those factions aren't good or not bad, but they have their own thing uh, that they're focused on. Uh, and the quests seem like they've got substance to them, like you're doing things to you know you know doing things, not just going and doing a fetch thing. You're actually gotcha. going to you know going in to get an item for you know a thing that you are needing. Uh, and there's multiple different ways that you can get to that. You can persuade somebody to give it to you. Uh, you can sneak into the building. You can sabotage, you know, the security system. You can go in b- guns blazing, you know, all kinds of different, you know, things. And you can build your character to do things like that, uh, which it looked really cool. And, you know, the gunplay is what I was watching. The gunplay looks really great. You know, the companion system, Each you know, each companion has... Their strengths and weaknesses, they have their own unique fighting style. Uh, they're not just a pack mule like the Fallout, you know, games were. So you, you kind of, uh, you know, the, the characters that you bring with you on a quest, that character might know one of the NPCs, for instance. And if you have a, a companion that knows an NPC, that might give you a different dialogue option. Or it might cause a fucking fight right there in the street. Or, or there's uh you know there's uh, possibilities of getting a new quest off of that, you know, and that's kind of like emergent gameplay, you know you you have different circumstances that could you know turn into opportunities or you know a gun battle. So gotcha. that looks really good, and I am looking forward to that game already. I was already looking forward to it because, man. I mean, I want more of that, but uh, that the game looks really good. It's colorful. Uh, uh, the enemies pop. Uh, the uh, the gun battles are you know nice and tight. Uh, it is very RPG ish, so you st- still see and you know damage numbers pop up over people's heads, but you know it's not it's not Borderlands style. You know, I mean, Borderlands is still coming out this year, so you know. It's it's going to be good, I think. Uh, you know, I think there's we're plenty all kind of, of looking forward to it. There's plenty of videos out on the internet, so you should probably check out your uh, your, your favorite creator because they probably got in uh, got in on it, especially on YouTube. <laughs> so there's right, like there's a one hour video of just doing side quests, you know, and you know that way it doesn't break the you know break any of the story bits or anything like that. But that gives you a good idea of what to expect. That is, uh, that was my, my my thing on my list. Um, yeah. So that that's it, man. Fucking, you got anything else? All right, let's wrap her up. All right, find us at tiltcast.com. Find us on Facebook and twitter.com slash tiltcast. And our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash tiltcast. Find a handful of friends of the show. Find bmfcast.com, noquarters.net, and tvgp.tv. They do fantastic things. With that, it's the end of the show. All right. Peace.